0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As we slowly gear up for the final push of the league season It's been confirmed this season's Scottish Cup final Will kick off at 5.30 Celtic have expressed their frustrations The shortlists have been revealed for the PFA Scotland Lower League Players of the Year And David Martindale says there's no chance of Livy winding down Despite not having a great deal to play for I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Scott Allen And Marvin Bartley It's properly the business end of the season We're talking awards Marvin Bartley This man next to you In a second We'll talk about Promotion and relegation uh, From the lower leagues It is all happening Yeah it really is Gordon um, I must say Rory Payton as well Being nominated as You know A nomination sorry For the League One Player of the Year So well done to him But he said It all really is happening But I need to look back Before we look forward Gordon I know it's been Absolutely. a busy show This week And I have to go back To the Rangers v Celtic game um, You know I've heard A lot of callers being very, very upset, especially on the Rangers side um, after the game. I actually thought they performed well at times. Listen, that, that goal that they've conceded, everyone knows, is, is unacceptable. Um, but listen, Celtic, as Ange keeps saying, they, they just don't stop. And you know, that goal really typified them as a, as a football team. Well, that's the earliest Queen of the South have ever been mentioned on Clyde One Super <laughs> Scoreboard. So well done for getting that one in. Scott Allen, great to have you along again. Interesting end to the league season for the Championship and beyond. You're very much involved. Yeah, Friday night's going to be really entertaining I hope uh, we're on the right side of the, uh, the result that we're looking for And further up the league uh, The Queen's Park Dundee game is going to be that's a, I think that's a live game so that'll be a good Incredible. And as Marvin says, when a game like Rangers v Celtic In a big cup semi-final happens It takes a good few days to get over it So everyone's still very much with that in their minds Yeah, I think that's been the topic on obviously Twitter and obviously All the, all the phone-in shows I think From my point of view watching the game As much as the the goal that, that, that Celtic scored, the, the talk about it, it's been about the Rangers defensively. It's a, it's a wonderful goal and it's what we see from the, the two Celtic wingers week in, week out. And that's Maeda or Jota putting a ball, flashing it across the box. And the quality probably wasn't spoke about enough. And your, your opposite winger getting in behind Tavernier again, I must say. And, and it's Celtic, Celtic in the final. 0141-951-1025 What is on your mind tonight? It is Wednesday It is day three of the inquest And if you want to keep going with it Then we're here for it Rangers fans If you want to keep airing your frustrations Talking about where you go from here What changes you make this week Who deserves a chance Who shouldn't play again All the usual stuff We are here for you 0141-951-1025 In terms of breaking news Today, I mentioned it in the headlines We love a good Barney About a kickoff time or day Or a ticket allocation uh, And well, Celtic have already come out and criticised The Scottish FA Because it's been announced today that the cup final against Inverness Will be Saturday, June the 3rd As everyone already knew But it will kick off at 5.30pm Now, I know the traditionalists out there are used to the three o'clock kickoff here for the Scottish Cup final. Uh, Celtic are unhappy at it. They're unhappy at the way that decision has been made as well. So, what do you think? I've had a look on Twitter as you would, and I've seen a bit of a split. I see lots of people very angry, not wanting to bow to what's happening in England or TV or all that stuff, and like the tradition of it. But I've seen loads of you that see it as a nice opportunity to. Um, Build up to the game for a bit longer <laughs> Shall we say Beforehand So you can let us know On 01419511025 Or anything 
at uh, anything else at all. Uh, well, just before we get going, so we've, this is a new pairing here. So I'm just trying to you two, your pals. I take it old Hibs pals. Yeah, to get the ball back for Scotty to slide it through and then be on the back of the papers. <laughs> so he took all your glory. You <laughs> Basically, I've got absolutely nothing for it. Kick people to give him the give. ball. For him to slide it through, him to be on the back of the papers, and me to get dropped the next week. Any, you know, would you argue with any of that? Or? <laughs> I'd say that probably pretty much sums it up. To be honest. <laughs> Is that fair? Good. Well, listen, I'll try and have you falling out by the end of the night. That, that's really the aim. There's no room for friendships on here. Oh one four one nine five one. 1025 Of course later on in the show We will look at those Shortlists for PFA Scotland's Player of the Year In the Championship League 1 League 2 Marvin Bartley He proudly wears His Queen of the South tracksuit Every single week in here anyway I'm sick of the sight of it uh, But he does have some uh, Something to shout about In that category Championship Lots of Queen's Park uh, Involvement there As you would expect as well And hopefully we'll be joined Live on the show by at least one of them So 01419511025 It is your choice You want to keep looking back on the weekend You want to keep talking about Particularly Rangers Where you go from here What you do What you change Short term Or long term Celtic fans You may have thoughts on that as well About how you Kick on from here Or what the rest of the season Looks like for you Today's breaking news Cup final time 5.30 Are you for that? Are you against it? Could you not care less? Either way, 01419511025 and anything else at all, let us know. But we're nearly there, Marvin. We're, we're talking about kickoff times for cup finals. We're talking about one game to go in a blockbuster championship. I've used this stat about 45 times because I love it so much. One game to go and only one team in the championship knows what they're what division they're in next season Ludicrous Yeah it's been an amazing season It really has And there's a neutral looking And obviously Scotty's involved in it So it's slightly different for him It's absolutely fantastic You know to go into those Friday night games And like you said Only Wraith are really safe In, in terms of knowing Where they'll be next season um, I am really looking forward To the to the uh, Queen's Park V Dundee game I think it'll be magical um, I think Dundee will have enough though I think they'll have too much experience At that sort of level um, But as I said I think it'll be a really open game With both teams going for the win and I really do hope, you know, Dougie Emery at, at Morton manages to get them into the playoffs because they've had a fantastic season and, you know, kind of people like to speak about budgets a lot and the budget he's had there, um, he's actually worked wonders. So, you know, hopefully they can do it as well. You've even got a Youth Cup final between Rangers and Celtic tonight. How could I forget? There's so much happening. So if you're on your way to that, for instance, you might want to pick up the phone, let us know who you're looking forward to uh, keeping an eye on. Uh, maybe give Marvin some tips for loan players for next season, that sort of thing. We're all if one free. big. We're all one big. <laughs> Let's start with Chris in Thornley Bank. Kick off time for the cup final. Chris, half five Saturday the third. For it or against it? I'm so angry about this. I can hardly believe it. It's an absolute disgrace. The FA Cup final in England has been scheduled for months. So the SFA knew what time that game was going to be played for a long time. So I don't understand why they've taken until today to decide what time our cup final would be played. So they're out of order. But my real sort of ire is reserved for the television companies here. Um, if the television companies were giving Scottish football hundreds of millions of pounds, billions of pounds like they do to some other leagues, uh, that I could name Then perhaps it would be an argument for us Bending over backwards to accommodate them But as far as I'm concerned We get sweaty money from them And for that what we have to endure Is games getting played in the middle of the night 
I mean, if you're an Inverness fan, how do you get back to Glasgow at eight o'clock at night when that when that Hamden empties? How do you get back to Inverness at eight o'clock? Yeah, I don't even know how that's doable. There's Celtic fans coming from far and wide because it's a cup final. But these these TV companies seem to dictate everything. They dictate the time our cup final gets played. They dictate that there's this ridiculous split in the league, which nobody who buys a ticket for any football team anywhere in Scotland likes. Well, I'm not sure about that. To be fair, I'm not sure about that. There's a there's got to be a split on that one, Chris. Well, I don't know any football fan And I've got friends who's, who've got season tickets of All kinds of clubs yeah, but, but I know loads, do you know what I mean? If, that, if that's the way it's going to work There's pointless doing it That'll be, I know loads of people that like it It seems to me that the only reason that exists Is so that there's four Rangers-Celtic games every season And it used to be that the reason why it was brought in originally is um, They wanted it is to reduce is to keep the number of the teams in the league at a certain number and it used to be that, for example, the smaller teams get um, four visits a year from Celtic and Rangers and got a big payday at the gate. But recently, for example, at Kilmarnock, there were 12,000 empty seats or something like that because they didn't want to even sell the tickets to Celtic fans. So I don't really see what the split accomplishes because the extra games for the for the other teams by playing them four times aren't even you know used anyway. But even beyond that, there are situations like uh, recently the Edinburgh Derby wasn't even on TV. I had nothing to do that afternoon. I thought I'll turn on the TV and watch it. It wasn't even on the TV. There's been whole rounds of fixtures where the games aren't even played. And, you know, the VAR thing without going off. Right, you know, uh, see, to be fair, uh, you are already off on a tangent. So let, let's rein it in a bit because you cover some really good points. So let's let's try and not have to argue about 42 different subjects because the, the, the kickoff one I think Chris is going to speak on behalf of of a lot of fans in terms of accuracy though Chris just in, information wise I think the FA Cup final kickoff time was only announced a week ago and that's what's driven this change here does it does it change your, your feelings on it at all? Well wasn't the date of it decided a long time ago when they did Yeah but, it, but it's the change in the kickoff time that's obviously you know led to us changing ours isn't it? If they knew what day the English Cup final was going to get played Right, and you to take a, a guess at what time of day the English Cup final was getting played. I reckon three o'clock in the afternoon. No, 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 Chris. Sorry, I, I know it seems like I'm just arguing with everything you say, but the English FA Cup final that's usually half five. They've moved to three o'clock because it's a Manchester derby, and we, rightly or wrongly, you can still disagree. We've reacted. Let's just make sure we're coming at this in the right direction. But they knew the day anyway. Yeah, no, but that. That's not the issue, right? And this is funny because I don't disagree with everything Chris says. I just want to come at it from the right, the right um, angle, Marvin. What do you think? It's a difficult one. Listen, I, I agree with the point that Chris is saying about the Inverness fans who now have to come down for half past five and then you know try and get back up the road. You know, difficulties that they will have. Um, you know, outside moving it maybe to the Sunday. I'm not sure what else the Scottish mm. FA could have done unless you just go head to head with it. Um, well, well, you know, maybe choice, that that, that would have been the choice and. You know, if I'm honest, that's the one I'd have probably gone with. You would have gone head to head. I would have just gone with head to head on TV because listen, if you support Celtic mm-hmm. or Inverness, and you end up turning to watch, you know, one of the Manchester yeah. teams, and that shows you're not a true supporter. Yeah. For me, do you? Th- and I, I, by the way, I don't know because I don't make these decisions. I'm kind of having to to sort of come up with theories in, in my head here. If you are a just maybe, if you're a Motherwell fan or, or a Saint Mirren fan or even a Rangers fan, mm-hmm. are you are you going to be desperate to turn and watch Celtic? Potentially, sorry Inverness Romping to a treble or, or might you turn on the first ever Manchester Derby FA Cup <laughs> final If it goes at the same time Me personally, and, I, and I'm English I genuinely would watch the, the, the mm. Scottish game I actually would have you know. But listen, I, well, I get it, some people would have I, I would Yeah, I would, that's, that's what I mean obviously. So. Scott Allen, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think the reason they've done it is obviously They want to tie in the whole kind of Scottish football fan base Like kind of what you touched on there, Gordon I know 
uh, what Marv's saying about about what the, the Celtic fans and Inverness fans were doing. I think it's Scottish football as a whole. Some Rangers fans will tune in just just at the the odd chance that Inverness do pull something off. But I think when you've got a game of the quality in the standard of football, obviously for Manchester mm. Derby and the FA Cup final, it's a is a tough game to run against. Yeah, I mean, it is that change. I know Chris has sort of represented it in a certain way. You just need to make sure we're accurate. I don't disagree mm-hmm. with Chris's like emotions and feeling on it, but it, it is the kickoff time that changed from the FA Cup final yeah. that, that drove this. I think was that a police decision? I think because they, they you know, the two Manchester clubs going head to head in London. But anyway, that that's by the by. That got that got moved to the three o'clock, which left us here with the choice. Go head to head with the FA Cup final, and you might you might want to do that. Mm-hmm. You might say stuff it, or use another less polite way. Um, go head to head with it, move it earlier. Would we agree that that's even worse? Yeah, I wouldn't have moved. No, I wouldn't see a half twelve Scottish no. Cup final, do you? No. Um, or move it later. Like well, could we done. not move it today? Could we not move it to the Sunday? Nah, I think. Is well, that listen, possibility. I think if you're angry at the break, if you're angry at the break of tradition by moving it back two and a half hours, you're know, certainly going to be angry at the break in that tradition. I mean, three o'clock on a Sunday. I'm just thinking about the Inverness fans, and like like Chris said, there, there's mm. many Celtic fans coming from far and wide. So you know that half past five kickoff, I think, is creating a problem just because of that. But then moving it is, is moving it a day, you know, even more dramatic. And by the way, just to confuse things further. The playoffs are meant to be that day. Well, that's, I, I, I was going to make that point if Inverness do but go no, all the way. But it, I mean, it can't be it anyway can't be. if Inverness go all the way because they can't play two days in a row just in case you <laughs> hadn't. Um, but the playoffs are meant to be that day. Yeah. Um, so it is, a, it is an interesting one. Chris, I, I don't know if we'll hear from, from people on the phone on this. It might be everyone with the same view as you. I do see some on Twitter who are you know, not as fussed and, and think that half five is a sort of a prime time slot, if you like, with a big build-up on the Saturday. Do you see any of that? I, I I don't see how it benefits anybody except maybe a few people that own pubs and, and like I say, the TV companies. I mean, it's worth pointing out, the Scottish Cup final, by law, has to be on the BBC anyway. So the, the commercial value of this to a pay television company, I, I'm not really sure how significant it is because anybody who wants to watch it will be able to watch it on the BBC anyhow. So, so, so like I say, the money that we get from the television companies is next to nothing, right? Um, the whole of the Scottish football deal, um, we're led to believe, is worth less than what Celtic will get for qualifying for the group stage of the Champions League. Right, so that's and that's for all the teams in the whole of Scotland, and for that we've got to to jump and you know you know dance to whatever tune they call. I just think it's not right. And there's a there's a general point here, which is is that fans, the supporters, who hand over their money, and I can guarantee you the tickets for this game won't be cheap. The 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 the, the supporters who hand over the money are the last people to be considered in any of these things. The point I was going to make earlier is. I, I pay £600 a year or something to go to Celtic Park and every time there's a VAR decision the only person that, that doesn't get to see the replay is me the person who's paid his money to be in the ground if you're watching it on TV or on the internet or any country if you're the TV you all get to see the replays we don't even get to see them in the ground Chris, right? Chris would you rather watch it at home then or would you rather be in Celtic Park with the atmosphere? The point I'm, the point I'm I'd rather be there but the exactly. point that is, is the, 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 the customer experience right? Mm. It's dreadful. I actually I agree with large parts of that, but it's also you're paying for the atmosphere, no, though. Also, that that's what football, that's what the football world 
brought in, and I I don't like that bit of it either. I actually hate that bit of it. Yeah, but is that not the same kind of? Yeah, it's the same. It's the same everywhere. everywhere. And I get that he's paying for a season ticket, but listen, I've been to Celtic Park on a, like on a Champions League night, and it's fantastic. You know, so you are paying for the experience. You're mm. paying actually being there and watching it live. And listen, I agree, the VAR thing isn't perfect, but you know, much rather be there than watching it at home. Yeah, and to, by the way. Um, as valid as it may be, I feel like that's the we're now in a sort of VR debate. When a minute ago we were <laughs> no. debating about the kickoff time, and I know there is an overlap. Um, Brian does disagree though. Brian says sweetie money, as Chris puts it, is better than than no money. Yeah. Um, five thirty p.m. is good for me. Says Espe- Brian. Especially for teams like Inverness, I know that money might not make a great deal to Celtic, but in the current state mm. of Inverness, that that money can can go a long way. Yeah. It trickles down as well, doesn't yeah, it? It's, it's, it's all the teams that are in the competition, you know, it's, it's, the prize fund's bigger, you know, for teams who like a full cuck who've got a bit further yeah. in there, United. Um, so I, I don't, last I checked, not seen a, a statement from Inverness, they said they were going to, but Celtic, they have criticised the Scottish FA. Um, they said that they hadn't been consulted properly, said they're hugely disappointed to be moved from its traditional 3pm slot We don't believe it was necessary Or in the both interest of both supporters Additionally there was no meaningful consultation, consultation Easy for me to say With Celtic in this matter In terms of assessing the many issues Affecting supporters attending the match Something which is extremely regrettable Tradition is, a, is an interesting word Marvin Because I, I, I do like that just Generally yeah. speaking I just like it That the 3 o'clock Saturday Is, is the Scottish Cup final does that matter to to you? Do, I mean, I suppose you could say the FA Cup. Well, they broke from tradition. They're, they're a big money-spinning league and they have no problem with half-five, except from this year. Yeah, um, I, I, I do. I, I totally understand that statement from, from Celtic. And as I said, you know, I did say about moving it, you know, a, a day to Sunday, but three o'clock for me, I would have just gone head-to-head, you know, for the tradition. And again, it's about the supporters, isn't it? It's about the supporters who are actually going to the stadium and all these things that Celtic are speaking about and, and it makes it more difficult for them. Why are we making watching a live game of football, you know, Scottish Cup final, why are we making it more difficult for fans? Now, that, for me, doesn't mm. doesn't sit well at all um, for the sake of, I don't care what's going on down in England. You know, if I supported Manchester United or Man City, I don't care what's going on in Scotland. So and It's the same way they were thinking about us up of here course. as well. That is a bit different though, isn't it? I mean... Well, this is our game. We always we always speak the no, game down, the and we always because I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. That's the way I feel about it. And I would not dream of switching on the English FA Cup mm-hmm. final. I would not. But you have to acknowledge that there might be people who do. I think that's the important bit. Yeah, there, there might be, but you know, it is what it is. You know, there, there might be people that do that. But why are we changing for the minority? And yeah. The majority of people, the people who actually support these clubs, you know, Scottish people who like Scottish football, are going to watch this game if it's three o'clock. You know, against Manchester United v Man City or not? Does tradition matter to you, Scott Allen? Yeah, I think I think even touching on it there. See, see if it was a, a normal Champions League night and there's two games on. You pick a game, and it's usually the mm-hmm. team you support. So, it, like Marv says, it's they, they probably could have went head to head with the game because the people who want to watch it will watch it, and that's just the be all and end all at the end of the day. Thank you to Chris. Keep your thoughts coming. Then, does anyone disagree? Is anyone happy enough with the half five, or is everyone angry about it? Let us know right now. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Scott Allen are here at 0141-951-1025. When you both woke up this morning, I bet you didn't think you'd be arguing over what was the appropriate <laughs> time for the Scottish Cup final to kick off. But it's one of those stories uh, that's just come out this afternoon and everyone is having their say Let's go to James and Yoker Who's been hanging on patiently Apologies James Couldn't shut these two up um, What do you think Are you for it or against it? 
I'm, I'm against it. Um, good evening, panel. Um, I'm against it. Um, good luck to Celtic Rangers in the Youth Team Cup final as well. Um, I'm asking another question as well when we were here. How's the tickets going to go with us? Oh, that's the next debate. The one thing that we like even more than an, an argument about kickoff time is, is about ticket allocation. And I must admit, that I don't know. I fully expect it to be hotly contested on this show in the coming days, Marvin Bartley, because we all know Celtic could sell hundreds of thousands of tickets, maybe, if they wanted. And we know Inverness is small. And it won't be 50-50, I don't no, think. But we have, look, we have this argument a lot and we're never going to please... You just simply cannot please everyone with this. No, you can't. Um, and I don't know how how they do do it. I think Celtic will obviously get a bigger percentage at the start. But Inverness, if they say they can sell a certain amount and they don't buy a certain date, I imagine the tickets will then be passed over to Celtic, which is probably the fairest way. If you sell it in the right sort of way. Yeah, in- exactly. But the, the thing, thinking about that, though, if they manage to sell their allocation really early and then they want more, then it's too late, isn't it, because Celtic have the tickets. But... Yeah, I mean, if you started at 50-50, like you say, start selling from behind the goals moving forward, then I suppose that's probably the best way, but it's not going to happen, is it? James, for my own peace of mind, let's not argue about something that hasn't even happened yet, but I do appreciate why you why you care. What is it about the kickoff change that you're not so happy with? Your first caller, Chris, I agree with him to a certain extent in everything he says, because I don't believe that what you call Inverness people, plus the Manchester Derby could run overtime as well, remember? Because here, called kick-off, they could go into the back of five. Think about it. If there's might get into penalties next or time that cup final, the two games should be on at the same time anyhow. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. For those who think that the clash is a problem, not everyone, uh, a clash would be a problem, not everyone does. I suppose you're trying to avoid the whole game clashing versus maybe f- 10 minutes of the, yeah, the extra time or whatever. A, yeah, exactly. It's about not kicking off at the same time, isn't it? I mean, if that one goes to extra time and penalties and it does manage to overlap for a few minutes and it's slightly different, I don't think that they can do anything about that. But listen, I'm, I'm still of the belief that it should have gone head to head, but, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. Um, it's about getting, you know, the best possible re- resolution now. And I just hope that all fans can get there that want to get to the game. You players wouldn't have been asked, I'm sure. Um, but... As a player, would this make any difference? Two and a half hours later, does that, that change much? Nah, I don't think for the players, they, their job means to mm. come home with a trophy. So maybe for some of them, the late kickoff. I know a lot of players do like mm-hmm. playing mm-hmm. playing later on. Uh, I don't know how Marv would feel about that, but I certainly did. But as a player, your job's just to turn up. And yeah, I mean, it's only two and a half hours, I suppose. I'm like, time to be cynical. I wonder if there are any Celtic players who've got seven o'clock flights to Dubai. But <laughs> <laughs> is it a well, possibility? No, I think the, I think Celtic are maybe maybe angry because they might have had a a bus parade planned again. Ah, see, get maybe your theories in yeah. as to why Celtic are so annoying. Conspiracy theory. Um, it could be a number. It could be either of those, realistically. Yeah. Um, listen, that's like Scotty's saying. I don't think the players they, they won't care about it. You know, they're professional. They just yeah. want to get on with the job. I think Celtic, and I genuinely mean this, and I think Inverness will be the same. It's it's just a concern for fans. I think that'd be the problem for them. Again, traditionally, it's it has been three o'clock. I get that, but I just think they'll be both mm. thinking about the supporters of their clubs. And I sometimes maybe go overboard. Maybe it's just a, a side effect of being in this business. You know, picking over the words of the statement. Celtic. One of their main gripes seems to be that there was no meaningful consultation with Celtic. So that that word. Meaningful. I, I don't know where they consulted a bit, but not as mm-hmm. much as they wanted. Uh, but but clearly that's part of it as well, and that's something Scottish football does often get wrong uh, in terms. You know, you communicate and you make sure that everyone gets to the not necessarily a consensus, but understands why that's been reached. Yeah, but I think it, it's tough for, for the Scottish FA on that front because it's a situation where if it is you know via playing BBC saying that listen this game needs to kick off at half past mm-hmm. five because we don't want to clash with. 
you know, the, the FA Cup, there's not really much they can do. Yeah. So there's no point really speaking to Celtic and Vintness and asking their opinion. My understanding, limited though it may be, I don't think there was any ultimatum from, from TV companies. I think there right. was a, a process overall where, again, just like that, is it ideal going up against the, the English Cup final? And, and again, rightly or wrongly, mm-hmm. they've come up with no. I don't think it was full on gun to the head stuff. Yeah. But, um, are both yeah. finals going to be on BBC Scotland and BBC? I wonder if they're both... I wonder no. if that's the problem as well. This is the other thing. I Again, it's early days. I, I don't think anyone tunes into Clyde One Super Scoreboard to find out BBC's scheduling. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll leave that up to them. But I, I think my gut tells me that by doing this, it will be on the more prominent BBC channel. Yeah. That would be my guess. Yeah. Right. So please... Don't 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 come at me if, <laughs> if I've got it wrong. There's every chance. I think it's probably played into the decision making. Um, yeah, I think that would have been yeah behind the thinking as well. But, but I don't want anyone to phone up the BBC and ask who the Super <laughs> Scoreboard pundits are for tomorrow. So this can work. This can work both ways. Uh, thank you to James. It's one way traffic so far. That's both callers not happy uh, with the kickoff time. But interestingly, most of the tweets I'm getting at the moment are, are kind of opposite. Andy. Photo Doctor says, interesting chat, having no clash means they can showcase the match to have more people not having to choose what game to watch, says Andy. That was a similar point that, that the previous tweeter, Brian, had made. David is, oh, this is interesting because David's a Rangers and a Man City fan, apparently. So, I mean, I know what final you'll be watching, David, but take your your uh, whatever shade of blue-tinted specs off and let us know your thoughts. I, I'm just saying, Gordon, it's, uh, I was just laughing at uh, Marvin saying that uh, people in, in Scotland who love Scottish football were watching the Celtic Inverness game. I don't think they would be actually because it's a it's a foregone conclusion. They'd be watching the Man United Man City game for just good football. They're not sitting watching Celtic Goblin Inverness. That's you know a foregone I mean? conclusion, though, isn't it? You think Man United are going to beat Man City, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. No, no danger. I'll be a bit Marvin, you know, but honestly. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me and probably Hearts fans Hibs fans Motherwell I'm pretty sure they'll be watching the Man United Man City game for right now do you not think so? No, no, I, I disagree David I, I genuinely do um, He's a passionate adopted Scottish football ambassador <laughs> No, I, I, I think that they'll be tuning into the Scottish Cup final I think it'd be one you know, one set of supporters would be obviously you know, Celtic and Inverness that's fine but I think some people want to see the Inverness players really have their day and you know hope for a, a, an upset and I think that will draw a lot of people into it as well will it happen? you know mm. it, it doesn't look likely but they've got a chance they're in the final so I think a lot of people will tune into it I'm being flippant and it's probably not the point but if Celtic, if it's going as foregone conclusiony as David thinks it's going to, and Celtic are two 0 up early on, is it at that point that your St Mirren, Kilmarnock, Livy fans turn Absolutely. over? Yeah. Do you think that does yeah, happen? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, the, the football. So that fan, is a problem then. The football fan, see, you, you have because you will probably have the odd glance, and it's say the the Man U Man City games at one each nil nil. There's a chance they're probably a better spectacle. So I think. The more casual football fan in the country would probably Inverness v Celtic would be closer than Manchester United Man City. Oh, there you go. I said that. It would be closer. Are you going for that? There you go. You think there'll be a smaller margin? Why, why, why do you think that? Okay. <laughs> You're going to find out when you watch it. <laughs> that the Manchester United Man City will be a bigger gap than Inverness Celtic. David, scoreline. David, you won't disagree with that, will you? No, that's that's quite good, Marvin. I'll just let it go with that. That's fine. That's uh, that's made my night. I think I won. You've won him over. He was on for a fight, and now you've won him over because you've praised Man City. Um, I, I think what's interesting about this, Marvin and Scott, is like if you want to be 
sort of general and, and principled about it to say moving a country's cup final because of what's happening in another country is a bit embarrassing, a bit unnecessary, a bit tin pot, you know, whatever one of these words that you would use, to then immediately offer a counter-argument though, unfortunately, there aren't many football countries that have a big, powerful, loud neighbour like we do, so intrinsically linked. And I know that that's not good for some people, I'm not saying it is, but it's just... It's just there. So, are we unique? You know, there's no like for like. Germany wouldn't move their cup final for Belgium or vice versa, but then it's just not the same, is it? Yeah. So it's not the same argument. I think it sets our football back, though, Gordon. I really do. And, I, and I always speak about, you know, Scottish football, and, and people do, you know, passionately speak about it. But as soon as something's happening down in England, all of a sudden we mm. need to change. Why? Go head to head with them and see what happens. You know, sooner or later we have to try and close a gap. On, on the two you know the two games the game down there and the game up here and just doing things like this as you said it allows people probably down there to be saying oh it is Tim Pot because they've had to move their, their cup final mm-hmm. because ours is at three o'clock like I think it just the doesn't most import- well. important thing is we've got to protect our own fan base first that, like, sure. mm-hmm. like Marv says there he says about people down south and what, what they think of our game but you, they fans that are, that are mm-hmm. phoning in and they aren't happy they're the fans that you got to keep and yeah. you got to you got to protect them first and foremost for our game okay then is it the fact that is it the reason that it's been moved then that's actually annoying people? Do you think is is it that because, for instance, that this although we like the tradition and so on, if we keep acknowledging that English football is big and powerful and has the money and has all this commercial know how, like we said for the last ten years or whatever, they've gone to half five. Mm-hmm. They like half five. They think half five is the ideal time for a cup final. You see what I mean? Yeah. But we we. But do you think at all the the English games thought about the Scottish Cup final? At no, all no, I get, I get I get that. I'm, so I'm now sort of shifting it to just specifically the slot. Is there anything wrong with that, or is it the reason that we've arrived at that slot? I think that's the reason. People. Yeah, I think the reason, as you said, you know, they've obviously probably looked at statistically, it is busier if it's a half past five kickoff, whatever it might be. But I think the reasoning behind it, you know, up here it's always been three o'clock. Shouldn't change for anyone, regardless of what's happening in another country. Yeah, and it's funny because then so. You know that way that football fans don't tend to disagree with their club. Like, you know, we're drawn along those lines mm-hmm. if you can. And everybody who's phoning in again has been against it so far. I just thought of interest. I'll click on Celtic's tweet. So Celtic have tweeted their statement. They're not happy. They're not happy with the consultation or lack of. But actually, quite a few of the replies in there. I know it won't suit everybody, but I like it. I'm happy. Someone else. Speak for yourselves, man. 5.30 is quality, said Kier. Um, I wonder if they think that going if the Danny finals says, up in Inverness. I genuinely don't get the big issue with 5.30. Um, so it's quite interesting to see that there does seem to be a split, but yeah, everyone who's phoning in seems to be the ones that are a 10 bit minutes away from Hamden. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, <laughs> yeah, if you put it up there, then all of a sudden at half five and there's a problem. It's hard to not be a little bit selfish about it, isn't it? Yeah. For instance, for instance... Hugh Evans is going to end up hosting the GBX that night. What are we going to do? <laughs> we come off air at six every Saturday night. There's only one man in this building that's more important than Hugh Evans, and it's George Bowie. <laughs> and we're about to go head to head in here to have a fight to see who gets to stay on air. I wonder who wins that. You think they would take us into account? <laughs> Can you imagine it? after it after a cup final they want the, the GBX? Or imagine, <laughs> imagine the Tony Bennett remix. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was he watching at the weekend? Willie Nelson. Do you hear about this? No, no. you'll love it because I know you're a big fan of Hugh's work. Yeah. So he was he had his Saturday night all planned. He was going home and he was staying up late to watch Willie Nelson from Glastonbury ten years ago or something. 
So he had his, he was he was all he was ready to line dance around the living room, but the snooker ran on, so it got delayed. And he never saw it. <laughs> <laughs> he was furious, sitting there in his cardigan waiting for it he to come on. What a guy he furious. is! <laughs> Funny you say that. I remember when Hibbs won the cup final. Do you remember that? Mm, yeah, yeah. I remember that. You've not not let that slip. Um, I got, and I'm not joking. I would say twenty minutes after the Hibs players left the pitch. I got a text from a high-profile member of that Hibs squad who has now gone on to do great things it's and will remain nameless <laughs> saying, can you get us a shout-out on the GBX? No way. Absolutely. 100%. Have you got any name names? Oh, obviously it was him, wasn't it? Oh, man. And I then, I don't know what ever happened, but I can just imagine George's predicament because as good a story as that is, George has probably got quite a lot of Rangers fans that yeah, listen to the show. So is he going to go, here's bits and pieces for all the Hibs players out there? After that day I'm not sure No I wouldn't be doing that But anyway uh, Good luck to the bosses And the schedulers in here Who are going to have to fix us On cup final day It is uh, going to be Going to be difficult For sure uh, You can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB As well as the phones uh, I do keep checking here To see if Inverness have uh, Issued their thoughts And I don't think they have yet uh, Oh yeah they have There we go Good timing Timing is that Live radio and all that I'll click on it Let's see how fast The broadband speed is in here <laughs> To see if this statement will load The answer's not very I thought they'd have been waiting For a ticket allocation Before putting a statement Oh up. that's the thing <laughs> <laughs> Oh they've done the handy thing You don't even have to follow the link They've then tweeted it in the thread below Um the club is obviously disappointed We believe the showpiece should have remained at 3pm We made this known to the SFA last Thursday Reiterated the view on Sunday Following our semi-final win It's not in the interest of both sets of fans Travel inconvenience uh, Unfortunately we couldn't affect the final decision We await match details And hope to make ticket information known In the next 24 hours So there we go Wow Similar Yeah The travel as I said they're talking about So mm. when was it last Thursday they said they Started having a conversation Yeah I guess the semi-finalists Must have had to have their Early thoughts put over um, Yeah And they re- reiterated it on Sunday Once they knew that they were the team Through to the final That's brilliant I bet they asked all, mm. all four teams What you think No one wanted it <laughs> Just moved <laughs> it anyway Anyway yeah. mm. 01419511025 It's getting lively out there Keep them coming Still not had anyone on the phone Who thinks it's a good idea incidentally But there are a lot on Twitter You can conduct your own experiment Into why that might be the case We'll be back soon This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Scott Allen are kicking the backside out of a debate about the kickoff time for the Scottish Cup final. We've given it a good old go. We can keep it going if you want. I see lots of you calling in, but there are other things out there as well. And do send me a tweet. Always just like to hear a range of opinions if possible. I've had a few people. Saying the kickoff time's not that bad on Twitter, but certainly lots of anger, disappointment, frustration, whatever it may be, on the phones on 01419511025. Let's go to David in Livingston, who I think does have something different on his mind by the looks of it. David, take it away. Well, uh, how are we doing? Um, I'm just phoning up, obviously, regarding the situation at Rangers at the moment. Uh, obviously, the squad, people staying and people going. Um, obviously I was at the semi-final on Sunday Which didn't go well at all To be fair, I didn't expect them to win anyway But it's just regarding the squad Obviously players I think that they should move on and get out It's probably easier for me to tell you how many I think they should keep So out of that team or squad on uh, Sunday I would only keep like five players Out of the team that started on Sunday And that was on the bench Wow, wow, the full squad, which five? 
Tavernier, I know he's, he's turned his odd mistake. Mm-hmm. Tavernier, Golson, Raskin, Cantwell, and I would give Askew another deal. So wow, right, okay. I mean, so that obviously, um, you know, no, no deal for Tillman. You expect Kent Morelos to go anyway, and no one else is is doing it for you. I mean, but that. Before we get into whether that's happening or whether it's right, that sums up the depth of the disappointment for a lot of fans after the weekend, Scott. Yeah, I think if you look at the broad picture, that would be like the fourth rebuild in, in eight seasons for Rangers. If you if you look at it since when Warburton left, need a clear out. When Cashinia left, need a clear out. When Gerard came in, new players. You're talking six, eight players in the windows. It's a it's a big ask, and obviously, it's it's very well wanting players out your club, but there's players under contract, and if if something's not there, which kind of suits there. Uh, liking then mm-hmm. Yeah I'll start with them What do you think of that number Marvin? Uh, it, it's difficult And I get fans frustration Obviously David if Being a fan of Rangers And saying you're going to keep five players But then trying to get all these new players in Trying to get them to gel You kind of find yourself in the same position And and one thing You know that I think is massive Is, is characters in the dressing room as well It's not only about what you see on a football pitch So if you get rid of too many of those you know, I, I think it's really, really difficult to then be trying to close the gap on Celtic. Yes, listen, there can be players brought in to improve it. I think, you know, Michael Beale's spoken about that, but you know, just to keep five, mm. I think it's far far too small a number. Yeah, I think, David, you made the rules. It's fine, you, you called in. I wonder if we refine it a bit and talk about starting a living, because it's really tough, isn't it? With the best will in the world, you, you're just not going to sell all of those players who are under contract. It's it just very difficult, verging on impossible to do. But if you were to go from that from that starting eleven then, and say you've got a cup final next season or or the first game of of the league next season, you'd only want Tavernier, Goldson, Cantwell, and Raskin then. Yeah, the four from that from that starting eleven. Yes, mm. and the reason I say it is obviously Michael Beals said himself with players he's looking to move on, he doesn't want to keep Tillman. I don't think it's worth five million pound. And even earlier on, I read that he's maybe going back to Germany. Um, this is the problem with Rangers obviously the money we're losing in Jack and Morelos but you've got the same situation with Lundstrom and Barisic they've got a year left in their contracts now what do we do let them run it down like what Golson done or let them run it down let them move on for free or do they cash in on them now you need clubs to to want to sign their players though at the same time Mm. Yeah, I think Barisic will be fine like, if, if, listen, if they choose to sell him I agree with David And I think, I think Michael Bill will be they, aware of they that They could sell Barisic in the summer I think they'll sell anyone with a year left on their contract mm. who, no, As in, when I say could w- w- Would there be someone willing to buy him? He's an international footballer they, mm. they, You know, there will be someone definitely willing to buy him Will it be the money that Rangers want? Mm-hmm. Potentially not But as David said You can't afford to be letting players leave leave for free Because that's just a bad transfer model altogether I think in terms of what Marv saying there about how people are running about the building, the training ground, like Scott Wright, for instance, I know that Rangers did knock back to uh, to two transfers for him in, in January, two clubs that came in with an interest to sign and one last month from from a team whose window was still open. So as much as some fans don't, mm-hmm. might not like a player, it, it purely depends on what the club and what type mm-hmm. of infrastructure they want to build and what type of characters they want for building. David, do you think that Michael Beale's capable of improving some of the players? I know he's talking about you know only five staying, but do you think he's capable as a coach? Because we all hear how good he is as a coach, as improving the Matondos and and people like that. Um, no, because he was there. He was there when Gerard was there, and obviously now he's came back. And some of the players, obviously, not Matondo, but some of the players that are still there, they're not playing for him. So something's not right. Obviously, he's got an eye for a player with the two players he brought in there, but I just feel. It's the same same thing every week. Same players, 
same mistakes at the back, no got a goal scorer. Fashion Junior is just if he wasn't a fast runner, I don't think he'd be a football player. I mean, Marvin, I even think you would have scored that goal. No, <laughs> no David, I would have missed David for sure. Ridiculous. Hit the side been, netting or something. Been that far up. Um, is he then? So, is Michael Beale capable of improving them to a significant standard? Would it be fair for fans like David to wonder why that hasn't happened yet, or wonder why there's not been a noticeable? Yeah, improvement I think yet? We, I think when when obviously a new manager came in, like Michael Beale did and we obviously all heard about his coaching capabilities. You're obviously expecting a bit of a bit of turn in some of the players' form. I think if you look across the city to Celtic, we've seen what happened with Greg Taylor, Tony Ralston. So fans will be envious of what they've done with players who, for certain points of their Celtic career early doors, they were they were classed as not good enough. And and now Greg Taylor, mm. for instance, a standout in the Celtic team. Yeah, I I think he can improve him. I think you know it's difficult to come in the middle of the season and try and do that. I think you can only really judge him after he's had a pre-season. And he's probably put players around those ones who, who he brings to the football club. Like, for example, we've seen it before, players looking like bad players, you know, one season and the next season they're surrounded by people who benefit their qualities and all of a sudden they look fantastic. Mm-hmm. So you have to trust him with that, you know. I've never heard a bad word said about Michael Bill's coaching. Um, you know, as as David said there, he's brought in two players that have improved the team. If you can bring in four, four more of those and all of a sudden, you know, it looks totally different. I wonder if the Barisic, etc. examples are, are now becoming the most interesting because... Does anyone think Alan McGregor is going to stay? No, no I'd be surprised. To, does anyone think? Well, I think we now know after the week. Does anyone think Ryan Kent or Alfredo Morelos are going to stay? No, I think, no, I th- I think they're probably three strikers. Yeah, so there's no. Do you know what I mean? There's no real. There's no real mystery there. Mm-hmm. But this is the, the the delicate ones that you then need to get right. Become the Barisic ones so that you then don't face this situation. Down the line Yeah you have to be in control of You know your own club's destiny And and at this moment in time They're not in control of You know the players Whose contracts are running out And you know To believe the media They've turned down some big money You know uh, over the last couple of years For for both Kent and Morelos So you know They they can't let that happen You know you can't afford To use that sort of money But as I said You know the the big one for Michael Bill Will be sorting out the boys Who have got one year left Mm -hmm. Whether they stay or they go But also this transfer window To you know So he can really implement His kind of style of play Why are you not willing to Take the chance and, and pay the money for Malik Tillman, David. Well, especially as I say, I've read today he's going back. He's a young player, but I don't know how much money Michael Beale's going to have to spend in the summer. But five millions a lot for one player, and he doesn't do it in the big games. He looks lazy. I don't know if it's just his, his style of football. He is a good football player, but in the big games where you want him to stand out, it just doesn't happen. It's the same way as I say with um, obviously Kent and Morelos. I wouldn't play them again. I wouldn't have them in the Rangers squad again. Well, yeah, that, that that's now the immediate bit, isn't it? It's, that's kind of been coming through in the phones a bit over the weekend, uh, you know, over the last few days, and certainly as we build up to the weekend, you can't sell anybody mm-hmm. or buy anybody right now. But what do you do in the next five games? Well, I think Matondo, who we've seen throughout the season, he's got he's got serious pace. We don't really know what he's he's really capable of because he's not had the run of four, five, five games. Marvel tell you, coming in and out, it, it's not easy, mm-hmm. especially at a club. Where, the jersey can be heavy on a lot of players' shoulders, so it's a chance to give guys a run of games and see, it, it maybe give you a, a stronger a stronger view come pre-season, what you really need and somebody who might surprise a few fans who, who maybe haven't had a good season this year. Do you expect to see Ryan Kent and or Alfredo Morelos play for Rangers again? Yeah, you would I, still? I, I would, yeah. I would because I think you go into dangerous territory when you start taking players out who 
three weeks ago we were in your best 11 then all of a sudden what happens should, should they have been though I suppose might be the question well you know that's up for the manager he sees them every single mm. day um, but if you go into the you know the, the split and you lose three of the five games all of a sudden there's massive pressure on you you know so I think you have to do these things correctly um, at the right time you see Jim Goodwin at Aberdeen I know it's totally different but go in there and try and really upheave things and all of a sudden they struggled and you know we know how that ended up so I think if Michael Bill thinks Ryan Kent's the best left wing at the football club at this moment in time he's going to play him but as Scotty said to give chance to you know one or two others to see how they do fare going into next season Thank you David in Livingston if you have any thoughts on that or the cup final kickoff or something else entirely give us a call right now but we'll play this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. What is happening here? News reaching me. I was off last night. I don't do it often, but I had to go to London because Clyde One was named Station of the Year. No big deal. Second year in a row, but who's counting? You know, nice. that's the sort of company that you're keeping. Um, and Gordon Deal lost in my absence. Honestly, <laughs> you lost the trophy. You can't leave him. Ah, that's, that's a story for another day. Um, but he can't be left. He can't be left alone. So he lost last night. Let's see how we do tonight. Remind me, as a relative newcomer to this, you have played before. Yes. What's the record? One one and one. Played one one one. That's 100% Are you 100%? <laughs> no. <laughs> no I'm not Absolutely not no. If you want to take on Marvin Bartley Or Scott Allen It's 01419511025 The call must be in Before 7 o'clock And Beat the Pundit is next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard it is Marvin Bartley and Scott Allen with you tonight on 01419511025 and Twitter at Clyde SSB. So get in touch. We've had a good old Barney about the kickoff time for the Scottish Cup final. If you've not heard, we are usually in the traditional three o'clock on the Saturday slot, but it's been moved to half past five this season. The English FA Cup final happens to be three o'clock on that day, and lots being said about whether it is the right or the wrong call. If you want to add your Opinion, please do It's the same number We'd love to hear from you And if you want to talk about something else entirely We had a caller just before the break We'd only keep five Rangers players in the entire squad For next season That might be quite an ask If you want to keep going on that Please do And anything A big day in the lower leagues today The shortlists for the PFA Scotland's Player of the Year Have been revealed I'll tell you who's on it And we'll get some reaction as well But first, let's do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Now, it would be nice if I'd mentioned this before we took calls for Beat the Pundit, but like I said, listen, I was away last night. You'll, you'll cut me some slack. Don't forget, as we did last night, and we'll do all this week, just for getting through on Beat the Pundit tonight, you don't even need to win. You could pass every question for all I care, but please don't. You get yourself two tickets. Uh, and this is good for good one for the Celtic fans If you are a Celtic fan or you know one uh, An unforgettable experience 12th of May It's the tribute to the 25 year anniversary Of Wim Janssen's team that stopped 10 in a row Various Celtic legends on stage Revealing uh, some of their stories uh, Reliving some of the greatest moments That they shared in that memorable season And in fact David Who's on for Beat the Pundit tonight Does appear to be a Celtic fan So you'll be happy about that David Yeah delighted Absolutely And I know you're really on for the sign ball though Here's one Who, Who's easier out of these two Because Marvin is <laughs> He's lost a few in his time Scott Allen's Got 100% record But he's only played once So Who's the victim? I, w- I was asked Before I came on And I did I did go for Marvin Wow Wow Confident. I like well, that okay. Scott's good He <laughs> yeah? is good I mean he's only played once But he was good I remember it 
We'll see. You're Isn't not two p. What am I here? Yeah. My tails. What are you? I'll even let me. you choose, right? Because no, you're, you're such that's a control fine. freak. Do you want two p, fifty p, or pound coin? I've got the lot for you. Fifty uh, p. Okay, right. That's fine. And you're right. There's been a big change in here. I, I feel uneasy about it. Scott Allen's appearance. Marvin Bartley's moved Mike. So you're now heads. Okay. I'm heads. Okay. Scott Allen is tails. Let me get confused by this. Your heads, Marvin. That's all you need to remember. What does that say? Okay, let's go. Heads. Let's go, David. You got your wish, David. That's great. Sounds nervous. It's great. Uh, no, he doesn't. I think he's you ready. I'll give you some greatest hits radio to listen to Marvin, so that you can't hear what's going on in here. David, you will know the drill, I'm sure. But just to remind you, it's thirty seconds. Answer as many as you can, and just pass if you don't know, so we can move on to the next one. Okay. Okay. Right. Let's do it. Your time starts now. Ryan Kent joined Rangers from which English team? Liverpool. Which Celtic player won last season's PFA Young Player of the Year award for the men's award? Pass. At which Scotland international plays club football for Stoke City? Pass. Who won the last game between Arbroath and Queen of the South in 2022? Arbroath. Who's got more goals this season for Rangers, Antonio Cholak or Fashion Sakala? Sakala. How many Scottish Premiership titles did Moussa Dembele win with Celtic? Two. Okay, okay, okay. Let's bring back Marvin. Can you hear us? That was ages. Scott, did that feel like ages to you? Yeah. But we were wow. talking about you before it started, and I forgot my pen, so producer Chris <laughs> Bobbin in. Ready? Okay. Same set of questions. Your time starts now. Ryan Kent joined Rangers from which English team? Liverpool. Which Celtic player won last year's men's PFA Young Player of the Year award? Abada. Which Scotland international plays for Stoke City? Brown Who won the last game Between our Broth And Queen of the South In 2022 Our Broth Who scored more times For Rangers this season Antonio Cholak Or Fashion Sakala Cholak How many Scottish Premiership titles Did Moussa Dembele Win with Celtic Two Name any team Currently in the bottom Three of the English Premier League Leicester David How do you think it went He beat me Oh no David (laughs) That's not good (laughs) Should have played Scotty Hold on He might be wrong He was wrong on a few things So he might be wrong on that as well Uh, Ryan Kent joined Rangers from Liverpool A nice gentle question To get you in Which Celtic player won last year's Men's PFA Young Player of the Year award It was Leah Labada Because I think Jacinta won the Women's Award as well uh, And that was the young player So Leah Labada well done You got 2-1 to Marvin it does go 3-1 though Because Jacob <laughs> Brown Does play For Stoke City Who did David say? I want those answers no, I passed It was Tiki Taka From David tonight He was moving the ball quickly um, Of course We've got Our both Scott Allen And Queen of the South Manager So a nice question Who won the last game Between our both And Queen of the South What did you say to that one David? Our both Yeah you both said our both Didn't you so Um Unless David's lying I just forgot what he's uh, 4-2 wow, going on 4-2 here? to Marvin Bartley <laughs> Fashion Sakala has got more goals. He's got. Tw- he's. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. it's Cholak. It's Cholak. It's Cholak. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, it's Cholak. So another one for Marvin. Why are you trying to give him to David with the wrong answer? No, there's a reason for that. And it, it, there's no point in explaining it because it was me that messed up the question. <laughs> um, and it's how, over. How many Musa Dembe- titles did Musa Dembele win? It's two. You both got it. <laughs> yeah. And you even had time to mess up the last one. Forest, Everton, and Southampton are currently the bottom three. Okay, I was giving them a chance, but um, didn't so take it. It was a victory in the end for Marvin Bartley. Hard lines, David. Oh, oh well. Unlucky oh well. Cheers, buddy. You got the two tickets, though. So he enjoy did. that, mate. Yeah, you've got the tickets. Yep. You can take it. You'll have a Celtic supporting relative or pal you can take along. Yeah, I've got a son that's nearly 18. I think he'll come. 
Oh, brilliant. There we are. Nice. Brilliant, David. Enjoy. In Parkhead. Enjoy. Yeah, what was it? I've kind of lost track of the scores, Marvin. You did the right one, two, three, four, a six, three. That's that convincing, that, isn't it? David sounds like a nice man as well, so it was a good game. Oh, do you like that? Yeah. You usually don't like the callers. No, much. I like him, though. Mm. Really yeah. nice man. Gracious in defeat as well. I like yeah. him. We can yeah. be friends. Uh, good on him. Good on him. Right. Thank you to. David at Clyde SSB if you'd rather tweet which is absolutely fine um, producer Chris was telling me during the break he took a call maybe we could get it on actually he took a call to say tell Gordon Duncan he's not getting tweets saying that the cup final's a good time he's just <laughs> lying about it <laughs> I'm honestly not I don't care enough I agree with that caller <laughs> what difference would that make I have no idea you, know what I mean? what you can see them I've read it out from Brian it's there <laughs> like, just, yeah, Brian 7265 Anyway, it's a weird world that we live in, I must admit Anyway, keep your calls coming in, whether it is the kickoff time, whether it's something else And we're going to talk about the lower league PFA Player of the Year nominees I'm going to try and get one of them live on the show as well very soon So we'll do that Let's speak to John first though uh, John is on about the kickoff time again, we're back to it What do you think John, are you for it or against it? Um, I'm going to be maybe a wee bit selfish here mate But um, I'm actually quite happy about the change in the, the kick-off time. Um, solely because I work on a Saturday. I'm a taxi driver <laughs> and I work on a Saturday. So I wouldn't get to see the game if it kicked off at three o'clock. And see, I, I'd, I'd love to be able to take each person's individual circumstances <laughs> into this, John. Um, uh, generally, if you could put your own bias to one side, are you still okay with it? Um, does it really matter what time the game kicks off at? As long as Celtic win the cup and win the treble, mate, that's what I really care about. And I think that's what most Celtic fans would care about. Yeah, I don't think Inverness would necessarily agree with mm. that or some of the wider public. But um, look, maybe it's hard to... I was joking a bit. Maybe it's hard to separate your own thoughts. Because let's be honest, there are a lot of... There are Celtic fans out there, sorry to the caller who thinks I'm making it up. There are Celtic fans on Twitter who, let's address the elephant in the room... I think it's more time to go and enjoy their day yeah. before they, they get to the game. Please drink responsibly. Um, but if you look at it from an Inverness slant, you take taking the travel into account and that sort of stuff. So it's hard to completely separate the the selfishness. What about the the idea, John? Forget the taxi, forget the shift work. What about the idea that we moved it because we didn't want it to clash with the FA Cup final? Are you okay with that? Um no, no, really. I don't really think we should pander to what the day in England. Um, their cup final is their cup final. I don't see anybody um, who wants to watch the Celtic and Inverness game. Um, if you're a fan, that is obviously switching to watch the Manchester um, Derby in a cup final. Um, other fans might want to watch that, and that's their prerogative. But obviously, if you're a fan of Celtic or Inverness, that's the game you're going to watch. What about other fans of, of non of um, of Scottish teams, sorry, that are not in the cup final. Do you think trying to get as many of them to to tune in as possible is that is that a good idea, or would you just let them go head to head and see what happens? It's kind of their prerogative, but if they want to watch it, um, I don't I don't see many Rangers fans sitting watching the Scottish Cup final this year. Do you? Well, there we are. I feel like we're going back. We're now sort of John started off happy with it because of the taxi, but then he's <laughs> gone not happy with it because we shouldn't pander to England. But he's then saying people might go and, go and switch over and then that's fans of other teams might do that, which presumably is the reason they've moved it. So, mm. Yeah, if that, if that is the reason. It'd be good for them to come out and actually say what the reason is. Um, that would probably help, wouldn't it? But I think when you've got both sets of clubs, 
you know, very rarely do two clubs oh, like, agree on anything. I think, yeah. to be fair, I think it, I think it's it is that though, isn't it? There's no there's no other reason here. We're, we're always oh, at three o'clock. Hope, yeah. Listen, um, where the things have been said, but yeah, we've got two say, clubs. You know, so both clubs are against. That's it. what I mean. Yeah, like if both clubs are against it, then go with them. If it was one saying they wanted it at three and one saying half past five, and you made the decision, mm. then that's fair enough. But the two teams who are playing in this cup final, who think about their supporters, their it's their day. If they want to go at three o'clock, then they go at three o'clock, and and that's what you know. I don't. I don't agree or, or understand this decision, you know, as I said, you know, because both clubs are disagreeing with what's going on here. Does that send out a weird message for you? Yeah, I think obviously the clubs haven't had much say in the situation whatsoever. I know we've, we've been over it quite a bit tonight, but I think as well, Celtic have a lot of fans who, who come from uh, from abroad. They, they might be usually come in for a three o'clock kickoff and get a flight home late at night. For Inverness fans getting, getting the train or, or coaches back up to Inverness, it is a bit later. However, if Inverness were to... To win at Hamden and it was a later kick-off I don't think we'd, we'd, yeah, we'd, we'd hear about that mm, yeah that's true um, I know there are train strikes in England oh. that, no, in England that's, oh. that was part I think it was yeah, either part right. of the reason that they moved the FA Cup final or it, or it sort of came around at the same time um, that's yeah. that's definitely not one for us let's just, not worry about that just on this though I wonder what was the point in even asking the clubs if they were going <laughs> like it's just, let's start, well, I think true. that makes it worse <laughs> We're going to ask your opinion and just go against it anyway. Yeah. I think they'd, clubs would have rather than saying, listen, you're playing at half past five and that's it. Rather than you know getting them to a meeting, mm. what's your opinion? Oh, we both disagree. Okay, brilliant. It's still moving it. Uh, yeah, so I think train strikes and the high risk fixture between the Manchester clubs. That's why they moved. We've mm. reacted. And I suppose the whole uh, idea is, is whether that was right or not. Um, I don't know. Once it comes round, I suppose, will the natural excitement manage to kick in a bit more for... Yeah, for those who are against it. Yeah, it, it will definitely. The excitement will kick in, and like Scotty said, there the Inverness fans won't be worried about going home if they can somehow manage to to beat Celtic. But either way, I think they'll come and enjoy the day. You know, it's a fantastic occasion for them. You know, being in the championship and getting to this cup final um, is absolutely fantastic for them and fantastic for Scottish football. As I said, you know, it's good to see an underdog get to a final, and you know, hopefully they can really enjoy their day regardless of the result. It is the, it's the first of a few debates or. Confusions we're going to have on this Someone raised it earlier Ticket allocation What are you going to do there? You brought it up as well The playoff dates So the playoff is The playoff mm-hmm. final is scheduled For the day after the cup final It always is Well yeah mostly as I think um, But of course if Inverness Yeah th- listen it's a huge mum for Inverness Coming up a huge mum And a lot for them to l- look forward to In terms of the allocations The, the kick off time It kind of just follows what we go from week to week in Scottish football, I think uh, there's always something for, for us to speak about. And once again, we're, we're back at that crossroads. We are indeed. Thank you very much to John. In, I just love the honesty. Like, I'm driving the taxi, <laughs> so I'm happy that it's moved. I wonder if the Inverness players, Gordon, just going to the cup final, I wonder, you know, I know that obviously, would they rather be in the cup final, which they're actually in, or be in a playoff final? You as a player, Scott, what would you prefer? So you don't know the outcome? I no. think as a club, the promotion, the promotion is big for the club. You'd rather play in the final, the playoff. And you're not. I'm not saying you're going to win it, by the way. You just get you get the game, or you'd rather be in a Scottish Cup. No, final. I think if you look question. back years from now, and you, take my job? you won a Scottish Sorry, Cup, mate. you won <laughs> a Scottish Cup final against Celtic. If you're looking back years from now, that would be the game. It would obviously be a stick out memory for yeah. you. Wouldn't it? I think Scottish Cup as well. You'd rather. Well, you do. Yeah, you can get but promoted I, next but year. As a, but as a club, I think because obviously they have mm. had financial problems. I yeah. Think. Or, or both Maybe the, <laughs> Since they took you on loan <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the two-legged nature Of the playoff changes It's not the same as it It's not the same occasion 
Rather the final Scottish Cup final, man. Mm, anyway, right. Thanks again to John. Keep driving those taxis, John. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. That's the number you need if you want to get in touch. And please do. You can move on from kickoff times if you want. Uh, please do. Anything else out there that you think we've missed, you can put us right. Uh, and there was a big day today. Some exciting news for various players in the Championship and League One and League Two, because the nominees have been revealed for PFA Scotland's Player of the Year in those divisions. I'll tell you who they are, we'll tell you some bits about them, we'll be joined live by one of them on the phone as well, who's got a very, very big weekend coming up, and we will do that after we take this. Taking your calls on Scottish football, 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Marvin Bartley and Scott Allen are here. It's 1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. So do get in touch. Got a full time teaser for you. Nice and topical. Quite an easy one, I think. Can you name five, I think it is, right? Five players who have won the Championship or Lower League Player of the Year, PFA one this century and have played for Scotland. So can you name five players who've won the Lower, a, a lower league player of the year award in Scotland And they've also played for Scotland Played for the international team as well Shankland No, would you believe Andy Robertson No McGinn So hold on, so I think I'm just looking to see if the award changed a bit over over the years But it's primarily, the, the, I'm talking championship here um, I'm not sure if they ever used to do it joint I think they sort of did, but Forget that, right? So we're, it's mostly championship. Well, let's start again. No, no. It's count. just when you see Andy Robertson, he obviously played for Queen's Park. For Queen's Park, and, and it wasn't in the, the second right. year. So I'm thinking more championship. So McGinn was a no as well. No, McGinn was a yes. Oh yes, well done. I'll take one more guess from you, Scott Allen. Joining uh, Scotty. <laughs> in second, I think yeah. Any other Scottish Championship Player of the Year award winners who maybe missed out on a cap for the international team? Scotty. Me? You won it, didn't you? Oh, I saw that. Oh, so he did. That's <laughs> one of those things. Treasures that, doesn't yeah. he? That's no ball, took it any stride. 14 15 season? 14 Hibs. 15 season. Yeah. No, he's obviously not bored, is he? Nah, no. Where's the care. trophy? Uh, I think it's in my mum's. You think? <laughs> he's got no idea where it is. All my kind of football stuff. <laughs> you got no idea where it is, do you? No, it's in my mum's. <laughs> <laughs> Well, funnily enough, there we go. I, I would like to say I planned this. Obviously didn't. It just so happens we are in the presence of a former uh, Championship Player of the Year for PFA Scotland. The Lower League Awards, the nominees were announced today. And re- remember, this is an incredible league. This is a league where there are nine teams that could still get promoted or relegated with one game to go. So your shortlist is as follows. Dipoak and Yemi, maybe not a surprise. Lots of goals mm-hmm. scored for Ayr. Uh, Grant Savory of Queen's Park alongside his teammate Dom Thomas. And Paul McMullen of Dundee. Who did you vote for? I think. Can't uh, remember either, can he? Don. The, the United forward. Akinyemi. Akinyemi, yeah. Yeah, this is awkward because Dom Thomas yeah, is on wow. the phone. Just what I explained to him. There? Just what I explained to <laughs> him. Dom, can you believe he's done you like that? Didn't even vote for you. Scotty, I can't believe you. <laughs> Unbelievable. I must have got his second choice, Gordon. He did, he got, I got my oh, second choice. Should, you should see the look in his face. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> I would have thought you sort of creative, technical types would stick together, no? Aye, we well, do. I say that to him every time I see him. No loyalty in this game, Dom. Oh, so there's no, but 
you, the technical players have got to stick together. It's a dying art. So, congratulations on on the nomination, uh, Dom. It's, everybody always says, oh, they, this means a lot because it's your fellow pros, not this one in the studio, but it's your fellow pros that that sort of vote for that. Is that the bit that means a lot to you? Yeah, as I think it's just the players you're, you're playing against week in, week out, and. Sometimes they say that the players know a bit more than the pundits, Gordon, but I don't know. <laughs> but no, it's great it is to be voted by the guys. They know kind of the sacrifice and hard work you put in, so you get the recognition for Ames just that extra bit special. I mean, sometimes you know you get players that that their sort of season is is maybe done and dusted by this point for whatever reason. There's one game to go. It's an incredible position to be in, isn't it? How would you sort of look back on what you've already achieved? But I, I guess. Still looking forward to what could still happen on Friday. Yeah, it's uh, crazy the kind of the way it's worked out. Even the, that being the final fixture, and that's the two teams going for the league. Um, obviously, you've played thirty-five games before this, and it's all coming down to this final one. But again, if somebody had offered you this at the start of the season, you would have bit their hand off. So it's ninety minutes. It's almost like a, a cup final for us. Um, we know we need to go and get the win, and hopefully, the boys can go and do that. What was the internal discussion? Because you can probably reveal it now that, that we're nearly finished. What, I mean, what was the target? Did, did you did you think automatic promotion was realistic at the start of the season? Inside the club, um, we know that that was our aim. You, you don't really go into a league to just kind of finish mid-table or stay in the league. That's no kind of my ambition or the club's ambition. So to ourselves, <laughs> I, it was to go and really challenge in the league and, and go for it. Um, I don't think many people outside the club um, I've seen some prices for the bookmakers at 50s and 80 to 1 so they'd obviously written us off um, and I think second favourites to go down but the boys knew um, within the club and that we, we had a real good chance and there's some quality in the team um, I think it's names you, you probably wouldn't know and it's a young team but sometimes it's just names in a bit of paper as soon as I joined kind of in the pre-season I quickly realised how good these boys were and I, I believe we would have success yeah, for any if the compliance officer's listening, he was just looking at the odds out of curiosity. <laughs> there, wasn't, there, wasn't, there was no intention to do anything with it, um, honestly. And I don't like that stuff. I know, absolutely. Um, <laughs> let's move on. For we all get in trouble. Um, yeah, I mean, Dom, the, the the championship has been mad, though, hasn't it? I mean, I keep, how can you sum it up more than what we said earlier? That only Wraith know what division they're going to play in, and there's only one game to go. You can see that, you know, maybe with six, seven to go. There's one game to go. Is it is it genuinely just that tight? Why has no one managed to like separate themselves? It's it's just it's a it's a mad league and it's hard. Uh, Scotty will tell you that. Um, you go into every game and, and you don't know what you're going to get. You're, you're never guaranteed three points. But overall, I think it's a great advert for Scottish football and and particularly the championship. Um, and it's been great. It's got that extra bit of exposure the past maybe couple of years with the Friday night football on the BBC etc so overall I think it is, it's a great advert um, for the, the Scottish game I know, I know sometimes it kind of gets overlooked and I've been listening to the show with the kind of Scottish Cup final getting parts to the side for the FA Cup final but I think things like this really help our game Dom, it's Scott here just just a quick question see when obviously he's lost Simon Murray who was a massive influence in, in terms of how he'd played and in terms of when we came up against you Everything kind of went through him And it allowed you to get forward He would, he would drop off into positions And then you'd get away and get freed up Was just to see how, how that As a team How he's have dealt with With a loss of him And do you think it's been a It's been it's been a problem? 
Yeah, obviously losing Sai, he, he was a great player and I think one of the biggest things for Sai, he was very experienced for us and he was good off the pitch. He contributed with lots of goals and assists and just when you're saying there, I think it kind of brought kind of the likes of me and Grant Savory into the game with, with Sai holding it up and, and allowing us to get up the pitch. But, you know, in football, these these things happen. You need to kind of just put them in the back of your head and it'd be fair to the cop doing in and got Connor Shields kind of right away and He's similar to saying kind of holding the ball up and running the channels, but when you, when you lose your kind of captain, top goal scorer, um, it, it can have an effect on the team. But for us, we knew it was done, and that's it. And we just kind of had to keep going. And to be fair, as I said, Connors came in, he chipped in with a, a fair share of goals and assists, and hopefully can give us an arc up on Friday night. What's the manager been like? He's obviously got experience at the top level. How helpful has that been? And you know, how have you found him in the, in the way he's gone about things this year? Yeah, he's been great, especially for me personally. Just for going there, he was a kind of big part of me signing for Queen's Park in the start. But as you said, he's been there and done it at the highest level, kind of all over the world. I think his last job before us, he won the playoff in India, which was a massive achievement. So it's sometimes kind of good that he can take the pressure off us. With him and Sandy, they've got bags of experience. And then bringing in own junior, who's kind of a different view. He's younger and get different ideas. So... I think there's just a great balance at the club and the thing is the club's full of good people even for the management staff and all the players so to go and win the, the trophy and all the kind of accolades that come with it I just kind of think it would be such an achievement for us just to go and do it and do it for a good group of boys Yeah, I mean it all comes down to Friday it, the equation is simple win the game, you win the championship you get promoted how do you separate... You know this stuff we hear about It's just another game and, and you just prepare the same How do you do that When the obvious prize is there And everybody knows about it Do you think you can separate them? I, th- I think that the, the professional way to look at it is It's just another game Go and do what you've been doing But I think We know what, what's at stake um, It does add that bit of pressure But they're the reasons you play football And at the end of the day That is what's going to separate The, the winners and the losers Ultimately who can handle it best And, and who wants it more there we are Don Thomas We wish you well on Friday You forgive Scott Allen For not voting for you For player of the year I'll, I'll let him away with it. <laughs> Yeah he does have nice hair You could let him away On, on that account Thank you very much to Don Thomas Good I, luck Don I'm so excited about Friday night oh, It's going to be incredible isn't it One thing that was funny That he said Hopefully the boys can go and do it So I wonder if he's injured Or been told he's not playing Ooh. No I think he'll be there won't he In some way Patch himself ah, He's playing I think so um, Yes I mean you've you've experienced it Scott, before we mentioned you are a former winner of, of the award for the championship, how have you found the mad tight nature of it this season? Uh, obviously we've been down near the, the foot of the table, so every game for us we're just uh, we're doing it by any any means possible to try and get points on the board and we put a really good run together there. We've been we've been looking at just nicking a point for the last couple of weeks to 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 gain safety and wouldn't be in the, the playoffs. So for us Friday night's gonna be a nervy one, but one we're looking forward to. Uh, hopefully, Morton can obviously do as a do as a turn up at up at Cove as well. But it's, it's still in our hands to go and win the game when we're safe. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be you know talk about the, the glory, but at the other end of it, so Hamilton, bottom, Cove in the playoff spot, but only one point better off, and uh, and Scots are both side just above that on thirty three. So everything. Um, well not everything can change out the three You you can't imagine no, Look at Hamilton's uh, goal difference is quite significantly worse If that changes 
You've got you have some explaining to do because <laughs> um, what what are we looking at? Is it a fourteen goal yeah, difference yeah. between our both and Hamilton? So at both ends of the table, incredible stuff. Uh, player of the year nominees that was the Championship League One. Um, Callum Gallagher, good goal scoring form mm-hmm. for Airdrie this season. Kyle Benedictus and Matt Todd from Dunfermline, who of course won the league, and Marvin Bartley. You have your own Rory Payton in there. Does that some? I'm intrigued to see if this is reflected in the the Premiership list. Looking at you, Kevin Van Veen, what does it what does it say about a player who isn't right up the top of the league, challenging for things, that gets a nomination for for Player of the Year? It shows how good he has been, and as you know, Dom said there, it's about you know the players that you're playing against week in week out. And I don't think there'll be a centre half in, in that league that wouldn't have put Rory, um, you know, right at the top of their kind of list because he, he's been fantastic. He's been kind of a joy to work with. And as I said, you know, not only does he have the qualities on the ball, but he works ever so hard off of it. And and as I said, the centre-halves in that league will tell you they don't get a second's piece. So, listen, he fully deserves to be there. Like you said, you know, the club hasn't been towards the top of the league and, he, and he's still, you know, one of four. So, you know, hopefully he can go on and win it because he's scored a lot of goals as well. Who are you playing at the weekend again? We are at home to Kelty Hearts. Hey, that's fine. I can ask you this then. You won't get yourself in trouble. Of the other three, who's been the best that you've faced? Matty Todd, Todd, I would say. Yeah. He'd been, he was fantastic. Um, you know, box to box midfielder. You don't vote for a player, do you? No, 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 no just so, the right. manager. So, no, he 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 would probably be for me. You know, he's the best that, that I've faced. There we go. And League Two as well. Well done to the nominees: Dale Carrick banged in a lot of goals for champions. Sterling Albion, Tommy Goss of Annan, Craig Slater of Falkirk, and Charlie Riley of Albion Rovers. Again, you're talking about a team that's had a very, very, very tough season, and yet this guy is nominated and may well move on to bigger things in the summer. So we'll keep an eye on that one. Things that you never thought would happen. We've got Robbie on the line who's a Queen of the South fan. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dud Robbie. He's hopeless, isn't he? Have your finger over that button. Hi there, guys. Thanks very much for letting me on. It's, um, it's, a, it's a privilege to, to be on and, and, and speak to you guys again. Marvin, I, I phoned up um, on the day that it was announced you got the job. Um, and it's, it's great to see what you've you've been doing with the with the club and the team. Obviously, just missing out in playoffs at the time, but I'm I'm, I'm here to speak about Rory's nomination and how and how you feel about that. And obviously, I know with the exposure, it, it's probably looking likely that we'll, we're losing them. Um, just a kind of wee update on that, if that's okay. That's, that's the beauty of League One football, isn't it? It's great. <laughs> Our Player of the Year, I take it he's leaving Gaffer. Well, <laughs> like you said, Robbie, his, his contract's obviously up in the summer, so we have offered him a new contract. But, you know, obviously he's, he's keeping his options open. He's been very honest with that since I came into the club. Um, he has had, you know, conversations with other clubs, but, you know, his foot's not gone off the pedal in terms of what he's been giving me and giving the rest of the players. So, yeah, potentially, as I said, you know, if he decides to move on, there will be suitors there for him. But at this moment in time, he hasn't, you know, decided to join any other club. Politicians answer. What are we thinking, <laughs> Robbie? He's done, like, grudgingly, I'll admit, he's done okay. Um, it was probably a bit late to make the playoffs. How long are we giving him next season before we start <laughs> we start critiquing him a bit more harshly? We're, we're going in the right direction. Obviously, we'll, we'll see what happens with signings. But, Marvin, I think you've got to be... I think I've assisted us in, in helping with these goals. And it's funny that I follow follow um, on from Dom's point there. Dom's another good friend of mine. I actually provide Rudy and Dom as well with their boots, so... I think they'll be wow. sending me a wee jersey as a thank you for nominated. Oh, so, so it's your fault that he's leaving then? 
<laughs> not my fault. <laughs> Robbie, the boot salesman. <laughs> Scott Allen's going to want Robbie's number. To get a pair of boots. I'll take some myself. We came of fives every now and then. Thank you to Robbie, a Queen of the South fan. Things you don't often uh, hear. Just a bit of fun. I'll tell you what, the Youth Cup final sounds like an absolute cracker. I was about to tell you the Rangers had taken the lead, and then. By the time I refreshed for the next update Celtic are 2-1 in front now oh, wow. So 27 minutes gone uh, Rangers did go in front Celtic equalised And then straight away um, We've gone in front So we're about the Yeah just approaching the half hour mark Celtic lead Rangers by two goals to one In the Youth Cup final Corey Thompson it was uh, Who gave Celtic the lead in that one um, Mitchell Frame had equalised Not long before that So uh, good game Hope that gets a good crowd It's always interesting to go and See the Well on one hand The potential stars of tomorrow And on the other That's an unforgiving environment That isn't it See trying to make that step From that team Those teams To the first team at Celtic and Rangers I've seen it in the past Where the Youth Cup final And you think that was great And it's like the next day Half of them are <laughs> Sent packing Yeah but it's the closest thing To what it's going to be like To, to potentially play for the two clubs uh, I think when we look at players Who have came through the finals You're You're uh, Vatas who's now in the Celtic squad Ben Summers the other type of players I think it'll be interesting if Celtic do wrap the league up in the next couple of weeks that mm. that these guys get a chance and a, and a proper chance at that to maybe see what type of youth is coming through at Celtic and similar to Rangers we've obviously been, been looking talking about players all day there's not really mm. been many mentioned mm. coming through in the last in the last wee while so we got. We want to see Scottish players coming through Absolutely. these clubs as well. And I'll tell you what, Corey Thompson's goal to put Celtic in front is very, very good. I mean, the initial pass is straight out the Ange Postecoglou playbook, <laughs> uh, and then he cuts inside, and it's a very, very good goal. Check it out if you can, uh, and hopefully not the last of the goal scoring action. I actually remember doing one, and I think he was probably only fifteen at the time. Maybe Billy Gilmore played yep. uh, for Rangers. How good was that to see him eventually get a bit yeah. of game time for Brighton and do so well at the he's talking man of the match? It yeah. was great, wasn't it? It's was frightening. Oh, I watched that game back. He was absolutely brilliant, and and that's the thing, you know, he's not played for for a little while, and then to come into such a massive game in, in the Premier League and run it just shows the ability he does have. And you know, any young player is just about trying to get that consistency. But as Scotty says, there, you need the opportunity in order to get that consistency. So hopefully, he gets it now. Absolutely, right, okay, let's revisit this teaser It's a good question this and very topical uh, So thank you uh, to Nathan for sending it in To fulltimeatclyde1.com That's the address you need, fulltimeatclyde1.com We're looking for this century Five winners of the Championship Player of the Year PFA1 And they've played for Scotland So guys like John McGinn, he's a perfect example because he obviously ticks those boxes He's the only one you've given me so far We've got we've got a hit the post answer in here Scott Allen, no Scotland cap, sorry to remind him But has won the Championship Player of the Year So any you can think of I got, You got one, Scotty? Lee Wallace? Yes The 2015-16 Do you hear that? He was going to say Oh, was it? <laughs> Scott, 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 you Scott, he didn't decide Your mic's on, mate <laughs> I was going to curl that one in the top corner But I decided against it yeah, I'm trying to think of these seasons Where your Dundee United's Hearts, Hibs, Rangers uh, Were floating wouldn't about Wouldn't be a terrible tactic um, Griff? Yes oh, He's on at Livy, wouldn't he? For Livingston Way back I mean, that's before Marvin Bartley's time up here That makes he's me on think the wall. From Livingston. He's, on, he's on the wall Yes, there, there is because I've seen them on the wall. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll find Snodgrass. Out. No. Dorans. Well, it's two each now in the Youth Cup final. What a game. Half an hour gone, two each. Brilliant. What are we doing here? Let's Graham go. Dorans. <laughs> Just go up the road. 
Graham Dorans is on it as well Right how I'm now worried Because this never happens Because you've only got one to get And there's like 20 minutes No I've got nothing else Good uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll get the rest of the answers next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Scott Allen and Marvin Bartley are here It's 0141-951-1025 We're still taking your calls We're still reading your tweets We've got answers to get in the full-time teaser And there is a sensational Youth Cup final Being played at Hamden right now And it's now Rangers 2 Celtic 3 The only thing I would say Rangers fans See if you thought the defensive performance was ropey at Hamden Come on, on Sunday. And I don't be unfair we we're not going to be as unfair on young players, of course, trying to make their way in the game. Um but this was not a classic effort at keeping your opposition away from your goal, was it, Marvin Bartley? No, it it wasn't and as Scotty said, it's probably the closest you're gonna get unless you're in the first team and playing all these big games, so maybe nerves played a part, but you rather than probably make this mistake at youth level than the first team level, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't defending that they would want to see mm. back. What a game though! Senior age, that game is everything to you. Rangers yeah. two, everything. Celtic three, with thirty nine minutes gone. It's been brilliant. It really has. It's been end to end stuff. To be fair, it really has been a nice open game. The um, scoreline tells you. Not that this might be as interesting as some of the players on the pitch, but do you know who the referee is? Is that one? That, is that something that interests you? Yeah. Do you know? Martin? Do you know what? I'm. Wait, wait what, now, is, was he a goalkeeper? He was. Yeah, I've had him do a reserve game before, and I've got an interesting fact about this referee. So Sean Murdoch. So he's a former <laughs> Dunfermline, Hibs, Hamilton Aki's goalkeeper. Is the referee of this game? He's making his way. I think he's a category two ref track, maybe at the moment. Yeah. I saw him do a women's game. I thought he was very good. I must say. Yeah, he did something that I've not seen in football before. So a player runs through. The linesman's flag stays down And he just says No it's offside Just blows the whistle Decisive <laughs> just, just Was it right though? From 45 who yards knows? away uh, Who knows <laughs> um, Just quickly before we take another call Is it just me? How striking is it The way that this Celtic youth team At least tries to copy the style of the first team? It's exactly the same like some really of the runs, is, isn't Yeah it? Some of the runs they're making It's exactly the same And you know that's, that's a great thing When you've got players in the youth team Doing exactly what the first team do So it's seamless You know their transition you need um, that left going back forward. <laughs> Running forward. Marvin's pen and paper is working like never before to see who he can get on loan next season. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're approaching half time. Rangers 2, Celtic 3, Youth Cup final. It is a cracker. So they've both played their part already, whoever, whoever goes on to win this one. Right. I'm actually going to do something that we very rarely have to do here. We can, we can almost take your foot off the gas on the teaser. I'm, I'm so impressed because we're looking for five players this century. Who have won the Championship Player of the Year And they have represented Scotland at some point You've got four already John McGinn, Lee Wallace, Lee Griffiths and Graham Dorans So you've only actually got one more to get You've got some good names that have, that have won it But of course wouldn't qualify for, for various reasons uh, Liam Boyce is obviously not Scottish In case you hadn't mm -hmm. noticed The current winner actually is a teammate of yours isn't he? The holder, Michael McKenna Michael, Michael McKenna, yep Won it last year for our both Had a wonderful season Adam Rooney has won it uh, John Rankin, the Hamilton Ackies managers won it Owen Coyle We were just speaking to Dom Thomas He's won it as well um, But there wow. we are You've got one What year was that? 2001-2 for Airdrie there you go. Uh, you've got one more to get, so we'll try and get it before the end of the show. Let's bring in David, who's a Rangers fan from Barhead. What's your point tonight, David? Um, I was reading about this guy. I can't remember his name. He's now 
that we're buying from or winning them the, 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 on the, the cusp or we've bought him. Boots just come back from a sea. Well, he's on his way back from a serious injury. Right, give me more. If he's not got a name, do we have a team? It came from Norwich. Oh, Kieran Dowell. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know how close that is, but you're right. Lots of stories on that one. So, what, what, are you are you happy with that? No. Why? Why are we buying them? We want we want players who can come in here and have start the season. This guy's still on. This guy's no nowhere near coming back. But yeah, is he not? He hasn't played for Norwich in quite a while. He's still. He said as a serious injury. I mean, are we getting him on a free? Are we paying money for him? Why? If, we, if we're not going to pay money for him, why are we buying him? Uh, yeah, I think it's an injury at the moment, isn't it, Kieran Dowell? Um, Marvin, I think I know why David feels this way. If I'll just ask David, David, is this because of Rangers' recent problems with players not being fit? I mean, if you look at Sutter and then you go back even longer, further back, you've got Daniel Prodan. You're buying players who are given serious injuries. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't, I don't know about Prodan. Daniel Prodan in terms of the relevance to this one, but because there's a lot of good recent examples, David, you really rhymed off John Souter. My goodness, where do you go? Kamal Roof, Tom Lawrence, yep. pff, take your pick. Um, whether they're related or not or linked in any way, it's something that's really frustrated Rangers fans, Scott. Kieran Dowell, I think it is out at the moment. Last I read, it was maybe later this month. Um, or, or yeah, be back, now. back in May they were saying, yeah. wasn't they? So yeah. back yeah. for pre I, I think there's, yeah. there's there's more problems than just than just that. There's going to be a big a big change. I'd imagine that Rangers this uh, this coming summer, obviously with a, a new chairman, obviously put in place. He's he's obviously already made uh, adjustments in there in terms of board level. And I think for me, all can I can actually look at uh, Celtic. They've got Foster Coglu. They've got one guy, Peter Lowell, who's who's always been allowed to go and kind of do what he wants from the chairman of the club, who is now the chairman of the club, Rangers, there's a board of guys who all need to agree on things, so I think in terms of that sense, on the pitch doesn't always be good unless the, the mm. club as a as a whole is, yeah, is, I mean, is going in the right changes, places. Um, pretty much every department, and by the way, it's Rangers 3, Celtic 3, 44 minutes gone. Was that the manager on the side? He looks as young as the players there. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I would say. I'd say the structure from top to bottom has now yeah. got to change, and I think the guy that's coming in, he's looking to change things. You can see that he's already been a, uh, been ruthless, and he's probably looking to bring in a lot yeah. more energy and change about the club. Yeah, John Bennett, the, the chairman Scott's referring to, Kieran Dowell, Mar- uh, Marvin. It's just another. Again, you end up being maybe unfair on Kieran Dowell. I don't know. He, he might be absolutely fine. Might be fit for the next five years for all we know. But you can still understand why guys like David are wary. Yeah, I can, I can understand it, but all, all players get injured. You know, if you're not going to sign a player that's had an injury in their career, then there won't be many players to pick from. You know, Michael Bill's spoken about it before and the profile of players that he wants to bring to the football club to play in a certain way. So it's unfortunate that the player's injured at this moment in time. It's not like he's going to miss the start of next season or miss any of pre-season, um, as far as we're aware. So, you know, it could be a blessing in disguise if he's been rested up the last couple of months of this season and he could come in, if it does happen, because it's rumours, you know, raring to go. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, now I know Nicholas Raskin wasn't but Todd Cantwell would fall into the category it feels like England are uh, Rangers are going to try and use that English market that English lower league market Michael Beale himself said you would be able to spot the links between him and the players that he was going to pursue this summer what do you make of that I think it makes sense um you know again as football fans and I probably wouldn't have known this until going into management myself that good characters are absolutely massive you know, players who do the right things on the training ground day in, day out, 
are absolutely huge to results on a Saturday. Whereas when you're a player and, and especially a fan, you look at things and you think, right, what happens on a Saturday? That's all I'm really worried about. Michael Beale's trying to bring players in together. together. They're not only good players on the Saturday, but they bring the whole thing up. You hear Ange speaking about it, you know, the tempo of their training. That comes from the players that are at the football club. Um, so, you know, Michael Beale's right in doing that. Less risk when you're bringing in players that you mm-hmm. worked with before because you know what they're about. Yeah, I, th- I think that's where you see Ange Postacoglu brought in guys who, who, who's known mm-hmm. Rangers fans are maybe looking for the same hitting the ground running as mm-hmm. some of the Celtic yeah. players have. I think we can't well. We've seen uh, the weekend that, that there's, there's definitely a player in there. He, he didn't he didn't hide at all. And th- th- when you actually look at the game as a whole, there was, there was no movement triggering any sort of through ball or a creation type for him to do that, in my, in my opinion. And that's why he started getting deeper and deeper. But on the flip side of that, he, he didn't hide. Mm. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen it written and, and heard it said that, you know, there's, there's good value clearly to be had in the Japanese market based on what Celtic paid for the players and what they pay those players. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes the English sort of championship market is an expensive one to dip into. So I suppose you really need to get them right then, don't you? Yeah. And in fact, Rangers really need to get it right anyway because the chasing pack always does there's less margin for error yeah exactly like you said they, they really do need to get it right because it is an expensive league to go into um but you know that's that's the area that michael bill knows i'm sure when he came to the football club he told him where he would be shopping you know he's been given a budget that he's spoken about on numerous occasions so he's very very happy with it um which means he can go down there and get the players that that he wants uh, would he just be shopping in the english championship no I think he'll be looking further afield and a club of that size, that's what they should be doing. But, you know, I think you can only really judge him when he gets to bring his own players in. And, you know, I, I would go as far as saying he will definitely improve what's going on at this moment in time, which obviously needs to happen. Uh, thank you to David in Barhead. The halftime whistle's gone at Hamden in the Youth Cup final. It's Rangers 3, Celtic 3. It is a six-goal thriller. Will the defensive and goalkeeping performances be lauded? Probably not, but it makes for a good... Exciting game. Do we agree on that? Yeah, it makes it infinite. I want to see goals, don't you? You want to see goals. No one wants to see a nil-nil. So, listen, as long as they keep attacking in the fashion that they are, we'll take a six-six and a bit of extra time as well. Oh, that's where he, that's where uh, Simon's left me and Scotty to go there. Perfect. Oh, he'll be back yeah. then. Simon yeah, Donnelly he's on the done. team. <laughs> oh, wow, let's take a look at his mate. What's happening? Cammy's got a bit of dying that as well. Cammy the tips. I wondered why Cammy Bell and Simon Donnelly couldn't do the show tonight because uh, they appear to be the pundit lineup for the uh, youth cup. But we're glad to have you for good. I mean, we've upgraded Scott Allen quite clearly. Uh, absolutely. What about me? You didn't point at me. You're always here, unfortunately. Right. Uh, you've got one more name. I need one more name. From someone who has won the championship player of the year And in the uh, this century And they've also played for Scotland They've got a Scotland cap at least Anything coming to mind You're doing so well You've got Dorans, Griffiths You've Peter got Pollock. Lee no, Lee Wallace and John McGinn Craig Gordon? Nothing, no Dundee United when they were down No If I give you the call oh, no, you'll be... get it it's not It'll be the, no, I, uh, You'll get it for the club. No. It's more recent than that. And it is Naismith. Is this guy gonna let me finish the clue that'll actually oh, help you get the right answer? You're gonna say St. Mirren, aren't you? I am. Scotland, St. Mirren. He's only got two caps, so that might be throwing you. Declan Gallagher? No. Yeah. If I tell you where he plays now, you'll definitely get it. Because it's nowhere near here. Uh, He's in the MLS 
Lewis Morgan. Lewis Morgan. Oh, Scotty, well done. I was no idea. Yeah, generally, that is the way it works. <laughs> uh, thank you very much to Marvin Bartley and Scott Allen. Thank you for listening, for calling, for tweeting. We will be back tomorrow. Absolute part-time effort for me this week. Andrew McLean is looking after you again tomorrow um, with Mark Wilson and Gordon DL. Callum Gallagher is up next. <laughs>